0: Yo, what is up? Welcome to the Ambitious Podcast. My name is Dylan Price, and today's guest is a right-handed pitcher for the Arizona Diamondbacks organization with a really bright future. He is Cameron Gann. Cameron, how are you? I'm doing good. How are you today? I'm doing good. So taking it back to the start of your baseball career, what led you to the game? You know, uh,
1: (laughs) it's tough. I'd always loved baseball. I grew up going to... Rangers games with my mom, always, we were getting autographs, and then go to the game afterwards, and that was pretty much what I was doing growing up when I wasn't playing.
0: So, when did you start playing baseball?
1: Uh, About four years old.
0: And you played into high school, and then played in college, and obviously in the MLB, but what was your high school career like?
1: school, so um, I had a pretty successful high school career, I mean, but I just kind of played high school ball just because <laughs> I got to where I was at because of uh, summer ball.
0: And how highly recruited were you out of high school?
1: I wasn't that highly recruited, um, surprisingly. For me, um, I had, like, offers from, like, big junior colleges and um, a couple, like, Ivy League schools, but no real, like, big-name colleges.
0: Well, the Ivy League school thing is really impressive, so you're very smart, presumably. Um, what led you to Stephen F. Austin, and what did you major in there? So
1: it led me to Stephen F. was that I liked that it wasn't... A really big school but it wasn't too small either and it was I really liked the campus and like it was out in the middle of the forest and so I really liked that too and while I was there I majored and graduated with a degree in marketing. Uh
0: What was your time like at Stephen F. Austin and how did it shape your development as first a person and then second as a baseball player?
1: Uh, SFA was a lot of fun. Um, definitely was. I met a lot of great people. and um, <coughs> Sorry. <coughs> and uh, it really helped me growing as a player, the fact that I was able to play right away. So I got experience, whereas if I would have went, and walked on to like a major D one I would have just sat around. But the fact that I was able to get experience, I was able to grow, and um,
0: yeah. So, my next question for you is a little uh, before I get into the MLB and everything. Uh, when you were at Stephen F. Austin, what position specifically pitching wise did you play at the most? Were you more of a closer, setup man, reliever, or even a starter?
1: Uh, I was a Friday night starter all four years.
0: Wow. So, what was the MLB draft process like for you? <laughs>
1: um, well, at the time, I was doing a marketing internship with the professional softball team. And, um, you know, I was just really hoping that my name would get called. And I didn't get called on the first two days. And, So I took the last day off, and I was honestly sleeping (laughs) for a lot of it. And then I kind of woke up, and literally I woke up the round that I got called in. So
0: So when you got the call and were drafted by the Arizona Diamondbacks, what was your reaction?
1: I, I was just so thankful to have the opportunity to play at the next level and that's all I ever really wanted was the opportunity to show how good I am because I've always been um, – people always told me that I wouldn't be able to. So the fact that I got the chance to be able to play at the next level was super big for me, and um, I was extremely excited. I couldn't even think for a second. It was just all whirlwind.
0: So my next question is, um, I talked to Dante Pachette the other day, and he was talking about the draft process. And one thing he did uniquely was he went right out of high school with this obviously different situation. Obviously you said you had a marketing job, but what was the transition like from, you know, the job, the university and everything, to going to the Major League Baseball League? What was the transition like, and how quick was it?
1: So um, pretty much I was on, like I got the call and I reported the next day to Arizona. So I literally had to pack what I thought was like six months' worth of clothes. But as far as transitioning, uh, it was a pretty easy transition for me because um, I already knew what type of pitcher I was. And so I just stuck to my game plan, and I feel like pitching in college all four years like helped me with that. And what really helped me was my head coach at Stephen F., uh, Johnny Cardenas. He played uh, professional baseball as well, and he kind of went about things in a real professional way. So it wasn't really anything changing for me except to wake up, Practice and you play, and that's it. There was no going
0: to school, which was a, a big relief. <laughs> um, my next question for you before I when we take a short break is: you start out, you go to A short, and then you go to Single A fall. What was the first kind of year or year and a half of professional baseball like?
1: So. Short-season A-ball was absolutely amazing. Hillsboro, no, there's no other place like it. I will always have a special place in my heart for Hillsboro. And then whenever I went to full season the following year, um, it it was a different experience. It was definitely a grind every single day um, because it's a longer season, It's not just a half season. And uh, But I had a lot of success my first year. And uh, I just did, I'd show up to the field, do my thing, and focus on myself, not really worry about numbers or anything like that. I just went out and I pitched the way that I knew that I could pitch.
0: So we're gonna take a quick break from the sponsor, but when we get back, we're gonna dive more into the twenty sixteen season, twenty seventeen season, the Tommy John surgery, and more. And stay tuned. And we are back. So when we went to the break, which wasn't really a break for us, but for the listener, um, we touched on, or you touched on the, you didn't have a big mentally direction towards stats. You don't really care about stats, but. When you look at your statistics from the twenty sixteen season, you had a really good year at multiple levels. You played high, or you played single A and at full, and you played advanced. But at one point, you played in Triple A. What was the twenty sixteen season like, looking back on it as a whole?
1: Uh, Man, it was it was a season of a lot of ups and downs. Surprisingly, there would be games in there that were I. I remember one game specifically I gave up like four runs in a third of an inning and I blew the game and as a reliever, you have to really work to get that back and so that's what I was doing I was just I knew not to focus on the numbers because it was one bad game. I just wanted to clear my head and just keep trucking forward and that's what I did and it got me to being selected for the all star game for Low A, and then I didn't even get to go to the All-Star game because I went to high A like a week before the All-Star game, and I think I was in high A for roughly two weeks, and I was having really good success there, and someone got hurt up in AAA, and so I went and filled in at AAA, but it was very short-lived. I was just there to fill in, and then I went back to high A. But and I had a it was an awesome time as well I love my manager who is JR House who is now uh, a big league coach for the Reds and we just had an overall great group of guys and uh, that really bought into winning it wasn't so much player development it was more we want to win and that's how House coached as well which I loved and so it was it was an amazing
0: season. So you get to twenty seventeen, a lot of high hopes coming off a really good twenty sixteen. Take me through the twenty seventeen season, um, kind of start, finish, and then ultimately the injury.
1: So at the start of the year, I had, I had a pretty good start. I was seven and zero as a reliever because I would come in in like the fifth or sixth inning. And I'd snake a win, and so at one point I had more wins than any other starters did, and um, and then I hit I hit a I hit a rough month, and it all happened. And at that time, I got away from like how I usually was. Like I was worried about my stats because I was trying to get to the next level, so I was more focused on that. And then I started then something just snapped in my head. You need to get back to where you were. And so I had another great month, brought down my ERA once again, and I got selected to the high all-star team, which was a blast as well. And then shortly after that, there was a long week of pitching that I had where I think I threw five out of seven days. And then after that, it just spiraled downhill. I knew something wasn't right, but I didn't want to let the coaches know. I just wanted to pitch because I was a late rounder and I I didn't want to be shown as, I didn't want to be that guy that just like quit. So I thought that I could fight through it and just got to the point where I couldn't anymore. And it, brought me to tears like that I knew
0: that my season was done. Well, th- it took a lot of courage to even say something, and I commend you for that because um, a lot of the um, baseball players who don't say something, it ends up getting you know a lot of permanent damage and completely ends their career. But that's not the same for you, and it won't be the same. Uh, take me through what has, you know, the last mm, time since the injury. Uh, you know, the rehab and training to get back.
1: So the surgery was pretty, was pretty easy. And I was in and out of there in like two hours. Um, and I was fine because I had it at the beginning. It'd actually be a year tomorrow. So I was fine for the rest of spring training. Then when everyone left, that's when it got real, um, how do I want to put that, like emotionally and mentally tough on me because I was just in there by myself and it was something that really packed me mentally and um like I had a hard time at first, it wasn't this is sad to say but it wasn't until like some guys like came down from like having like a a groin injury or, like, a pulled handy that things, like, started to turn around because I had people there with me. And so that helped out a lot. And then it got to the point where I started throwing again, and it kind of, like, revitalized myself and got me back in higher spirits.
0: That is, um, and this is kind of deviating from the story, but that's part of, that trait is something that I really... It's it's something that you're gonna have a lot of success, and it's just telling to me because you were driven, and you and I think I talked to Ken Mastroli. he was a guest on the show, and he said to be successful at something you have to be obsessed with it, and the fact that you were that you know emotionally attached to the game that as soon as you picked up a baseball again that's when things really started to get better, it shows your commitment to the game, and it shows that you really are gonna have a lot of success at the next level, and I can't wait to see that, but my next I guess question for you would be what has now the time, you know, been like the last couple weeks, months, you know, getting ready for this coming season? And what are your, um, I guess, your biggest goal for coming back from the injury? And then later we can talk about the, your biggest goal overall for the season. Okay.
1: So once I started throwing, it was just progressing back to a certain distance. Um, I started throwing in August. And I got back to about 135 feet, and they gave me eight weeks off to be able to go home and spend time with my family in November, December, just kind of like reset on the year, which was huge. And then I came back in January and started revamping my throwing program, working into flat ground, and then most recently, I started throwing bullpens at the end of February, and by the end of this month, I will throw 10 bullpens, and then after that is when I will start facing, like, live hitting and extended. Um, what was the second part of your question?
0: My second part was what, because um, specifically later I do want to get into, like, your goal for the season, but what is your goal from, like, rehabbing the injury, like a certain amount of innings, a certain something like that you want to achieve this season?
1: So my biggest goal was I just want to get back on the mound and pitch. I really missing a whole year and a half of baseball, basically. Like it's like I've missed it so much, and I'm just ready to get back out on the mound and compete and show people that I still deserve to be playing professional baseball and that I deserve to be playing in the MLB.
0: I strongly believe you are going to get there. So now take it a little bit to uh you know a layer level, this was deeper stuff. Um, what do you like to do outside of the game?
1: So, um I'm a big Fortnite player. <laughs> it's the thing that's taken it's uh spread across the nation. So I like to play video games, but whenever I'm not playing video games, I like to I like, go do stuff outside like I went hiking recently, Um, I like concerts, I like going out to like events and stuff, just to kind of like get out, that way it's just not baseball and video games, you kind of like still live your life a little bit, and uh, just get away from everything for a little bit, and then reel it back in and come back to baseball.
0: It must be a baseball thing because you're the second baseball player I talked to in the last couple of days who really likes Fortnite. I haven't heard a football player say it. I wonder <laughs> if there's something like correlated there. Um, you said something, I think, about the Rangers uh, being a Ranger fan, but was that your favorite team as a kid, and was there any special reason?
1: Uh, yeah, they were my favorite team growing up and um, because it was 30 minutes away from my house, and I'd always go to the games a group of Rangers fan, but more so I was a baseball fan, because I was a fan of Greg Maddox, Randy Johnson, Kurt Schilling, and um, the Rangers were my childhood team, and <laughs> they'll always be my childhood team, but I'm very thankful to be playing for the Diamondbacks, because they are the team that gave me my big break, and they had Randy Johnson and all those studs, back in the day, too, whenever they won the World Series.
0: What player do you feel like, maybe a former player or someone at the pro level, that your skills are, you know, very similar to?
1: I don't try to compare myself to um, older players or previous players, um, because every pitcher is different in my eyes. They have their own unique set of abilities. What I try, like, I would love my stuff to be like Greg Maddox because that guy could just put the ball wherever he wanted and that's how (coughs) that's how I always went about things was throwing strikes forcing contact because at first I wasn't a big velocity guy I was maybe low 90s and then as I got on into the season I became a mid 90s guy but I still wanted to force contact, throw strikes, and challenge the hitter and just go after him with my best stuff.
0: What would you say is your biggest, you know, your, well, your best skill like that you bring to the table? i just talking with you. You have a high baseball IQ, and the st- stats prove you're a talented player, and watching you, you're a talented player. But what do you think is your best skill? I
1: think my best skill is my ability to compete. Because you can be the most talented baseball player in the world, but if you can't go out and compete, perform, then you're just what they call like a BP all-star or something like that or bullpen all-star. So I think because no matter who I'm facing, whether it's a first-rounder, a rehabbing big leaguer, or someone like that, I treat everyone the same and that I'm going to come at you with my best stuff and I'm going to get you out simple as that
0: my next question is I touched on this earlier what is your biggest goal you know at any level for this season for baseball
1: my biggest goal is I mean I want to make people know who I am I took a year off and I felt like I fell behind so I'm coming back with a vengeance this year and my goal is to make it to the big leagues by the end of the year and even though I just came off of Tommy John like I still think it's possible and I know that I have the stuff to be able to do it once I'm back and healthy I just need to get on the mound and prove it
0: that's a great mentality to have so I guess my next question for you is you have a really burning fire just talking to you to get back on the mound what keeps you driven or who keeps you driven you know to stay on to this mentality
1: Um, so pretty much all the haters in my life tell me that you can't do this. You can't be the best. And I was coming up. People were telling me, oh, you're too short. You can't pitch here. Um, you're not the prototypical baseball pitcher. So, and so I'm out there to prove all those people wrong. And also I'm doing it for my mom she she gave up a lot during her lifetime for me to be able to like play like baseball and make sure that I was playing against the best competition to make sure that I was the best baseball player that I could be and she did everything in her power as a single mom to make sure that there was I had every opportunity that I had and so it's kind of I was, I'd feel like a failure if I didn't make it to the big leagues because she gave up so much, and I want to be able to make it and show her that everything that she gave up wasn't for naught.
0: So I think this is just my opinion, and you completely call me out, I'm wrong. The way you fought and the way you've clawed back from such a terrible injury, that alone is so courageous and so determined, and you're going to make it there. I I strongly believe you're talented. If you don't make it there this year, it's not the end of the world. There's an organization up there that's controlling everything that might not, you know, have the room or anything. You're going to get there, and you're going to be talented. So the only thing I want to say to you is, um, just to keep in mind, is don't um, get down on yourself if you don't make it all the way to the majors this year. Stay... Driven, stay confident, stay with the same mentality, which I think you will. Just don't base it all on making it there this year because you're going to be successful and I think you're going to have a long career where you are successful in the majors.
1: Oh, 100%. It's just a goal that I would like to have, but I'm not going to stop until I make it. And then whenever I make it, then I'm going to be the best reliever. I want to be the Mariano Rivera of my generation.
0: So that just touched on uh, my next question of what your legacy, what you want your legacy to be when you um, when it's all said and done and you hang up the cleats.
1: Yeah. I don't want to just be that guy that gets a cup of coffee and then ends up being a career minor like triple A guy. I want to be a mainstay in the rotation. I want to make my mark whether it be in Says or something like that i I don't know I don't know what kind of staff they have up there, but they but I just want I want people to know who I am and whenever I walk down the street, they say he played for so and so and I know I know who he is, and he was a great ball player I want to be known as a great ball player
0: well, thank you so much, Cameron, for taking the time to come on the podcast. It was a lot of fun. Thank you for getting into everything about. You know your past, the season, and your motivation. It was a awesome interview, and I cannot thank you enough for coming on. And I wish you nothing but the best of luck this season. Uh, you just got yourself a huge fan. I more than I already was. I cannot wait to see you tear it up at the next level. And you're gonna be great. And stay determined. Stay tearing it up. And I, you'll be in the majors in no time. No
1: problem at all. I really enjoyed. Thank you for having me. And uh, good luck with. Your success as well you're you're very well spoken and you know what you're talking about and you ask the right questions and i like that and i have no doubt that i don't know where you want to go with this maybe like a ESPN report or something Mm -hmm. like that but you got the stuff kid
0: thank you very much and i look forward to speaking again and once again nothing but the best of luck thank you again to cameron gann for coming on Once again, I want to thank Cameron Gann for taking the time to come on the Ambitious Podcast. I want to thank him for uh, diving into all the adversity he has had to and is going to have to overcome due to the injury. I wish him, once again, nothing but the best of luck. And thank you guys for tuning in again this week. Remember, St. Patrick's Day next Sunday. You still get Wednesday, Saturday Ambitious, but St. Patrick's Day special episode mock draft. 1.0 for Ambitious. It's going to be fun. Reminder, you can listen wherever you listen to podcasts. Subscribe, like, give us a rate in the Apple Podcast Store, and I'll see you guys on Wednesday.